Blog Talk Radio. Loading Erica's podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Erica Finn, and I am super excited for today's show. I am here with actor Anthony Rapp. He's best known for originating the role of Mark in the Broadway show Rent and later reprising his role in the film version. He's also appeared in the cult classics Adventures in Babysitting and Dazed and Confused, among many others, and he's currently starring on Broadway as Lucas in the Broadway musical If Then. Hi, Anthony. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm pretty. I'm okay, except for I'm having a first time ever in my life weird next passing, but that's, you know, that's really exciting, I'm sure, for all your listeners. Oh, no. Well, I'm glad it's only <laughs> the first time in your life, because it happens to me like once a month. <laughs> yeah. But um, get a massage for sure. <laughs> That'll yeah, help. Yeah, I'm actually having physical therapy, which is helping, so. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. Oh, getting Good. older, getting older. Yep, yep. Well, how old are you? Uh, 43. 43? Okay, you're still young. <laughs> You're still young. Um, so, you know, it's so great for me to, to talk to you because I followed your career, and I just recently saw If Then. What a great show. Loved it. Oh, thank you. Um, before we talk about that, I want to go back a bit. Um, I know you really got your start as Mark in Rent. Would you say that was your breakout role? Yeah. I mean, um, I mean I'd been working since I was a little kid, so um, – it was like teen or whatever, 14 years into my professional career. So, so I've been, you know, I've been doing a number of things over the years, but yes, that was by far the, the biggest um, success and the biggest kind of attention grabber um, situation that, I, that I've been in. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, Adventures of Babysitting was a, was a great experience when I was 15. That was my first film, but it certainly didn't have the impact and importance that that rent has had. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, I mean, definitely in a different way. But I mean, Adventures in Babysitting and I mean, Dazed and Confused. Which are, I mean, they're such like cult classics. As is Rent. Um, how does how does it feel to be involved in so many films and shows that are like that? Well, I just feel lucky that 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 you know. I guess my sensibilities tend toward things that are a little more you know, not always so super mainstreamy and, you know, a little quirkier. So I, I'd like to think that it's part of the part of the situation is that my sensibilities have matched up well with the creators of those projects. Um mm-hmm. and that's why I've gotten to be part of those things. Um and it's, you know, a matter also of luck and timing and good fortune and you know, all of those all of, it's a myriad of reasons why those things have fallen into my lap. At the, at, and, and that they've had the life that they've had. I think the reason that they've had the life that they've had is that they ring true for people. And and uh, people, like, they're, all of those pro- those projects in particular, um, I mean, I think people really take them into their hearts in a, in a really special and meaningful way. That's not just that they enjoyed them, but that they actually, like, people talk, tell me all the time they grew up with Adventures in Babysitting. You know, they watched mm-hmm. it so yeah. many times as a kid. You know, so it's like That's in me. their sort of like in their psyche almost. And mm-hmm. and Days Confused, you know, even people who didn't grow up in that era, but certainly people who did grow up in the era where Days Confused take place, it feels like it's so 
feels so true to life of what it was like to be alive at that time. Um, you know, I wasn't, I mean, I was alive in 76, but I was a kid, small kid, but that is my favorite film that I've done. I mean, it, just in terms of, I feel like if I were just going to see that film, not having been in it, that it would be the film of all the films that I've made that I would most enjoy and most, and think is like the most special. Days um, Confused? You know, the, yeah, Days Confused. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just as like a, as a movie lover, as a cinephile myself, as a, as, you know, um, I think it's the, I think it's really wonderful. And, and I saw it again, I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I saw it again uh, a couple of years ago, it was the, or like I guess a year and a half ago, it was the 20th anniversary of the film. And so there was a screening at the New York Film Festival, and it was thrilling to be in a packed auditorium, with mostly with people who really loved and appreciated the film, just taking the ride again. Um, it was it was really it was really nice. That's one of the great things about film versus theater is that the end result lives forever. But one of the nice things about theater is that only the people who were there in that time had that experience. So it's like they're both they're both great reasons to do either medium, I think. Do you have a favorite medium? Like yeah, a, I mean my favorite medium is, is theater is theater, yeah. Mm-hmm. As a performing mm-hmm. artist is theater, yeah. I don't know I mean you know, in terms of being an audience member, I've I've had amazing experiences as an audience member in theater, at concerts, at in films, watching wonderful T V shows you know, there's any number, as a reader of books, I mean, I know it's hard for me to say the one favorite as an audience member, but as an artist, I think, yeah, theater. Why do you think so many people through the generations have connected so powerfully with Rent? Um, I think that it tells the truth about many of the most important things about what it means to be alive. And um, I think the music is, you know, music communicates on a level beyond words alone. And I think the music that Jonathan wrote in particular, it just got into people's souls. And, um, it, you know, I can, I, I feel like it, it, it helps people through difficult times and it inspires people. And it, it they, I mean, I can only say this because this is what people have shared with me over the many years. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a combination of all those factors and it's also very entertaining, but it's way beyond entertaining. I mean, way beyond the level of entertainment, um, that it provides, which is significant, is is a kind of meaningfulness to people's lives. And people use the phrase, it changed their life. And that's something that I think people don't say casually or lightly. Because it made them feel more open to be who they were, they are, or do you I know what they I think it's part of it, or it just it brought, them, mm-hmm. it brought them, I mean, there's any number of reasons it brought them comfort in difficult times or hardship or inspired them to take action or, you know, to appreciate who's in their life and what they have in their life, um, made them think differently about how they go about making the choices they make. I mean, there's a bunch of things that people have said over the years. Now, you wrote a memoir around that time, which was a New York Times bestseller uh, called Without You, and you talk about your experience in rent, but also about loss. Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent, had passed away suddenly, and I know you were also dealing with your mother and her illness. Was writing this memoir like your way of coping with loss? What inspired this memoir? Not initially at all. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. That was not my goal at all. I mean, the, mm-hmm. it, I was approached to think about writing it by a publisher, a friend of mine. Um, I mean, he was very generous to um, encourage me to try. You know, he, he had lost his father when he was in his twenties, and he. 
he wasn't aware of much literature, you know, personal literature, memoir literature that, that was from a young person talking about a loss of a parent. So he asked me if I would consider writing about my experience with my mom. And I said, well, I'll try. I mean, I've, I'd written stuff since I was a little kid, but I hadn't really ever tried to write a book. Um, and as we were started working on it and talking about it, 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 there was no way I could write about that without, without also writing about rent because everything was so intrinsically linked. And, and the loss of Jonathan. I mean, it was this whole sequence of events that were so transformative. Um, so initially it was just like to try to, to pay tribute to my mother and to try to, you know, I do believe in bearing witness to life's difficulties sometimes as a way of, you know, it's, as much as anything for to, to help others when they're going through something like that. Um, so I wasn't really honestly thinking of it as a way for me to cope through my loss. In fact, it was harder to write it sometimes than anything else because in a way writing it I felt like I had to relive things that were really hard to live mm-hmm. through the first time because mm-hmm. I felt like the only way I could really honestly write about them was to be very present to the moment to moment reality of what was happening at the time so it certainly didn't occur to me like coping <laughs> with it at all most of the writing process actually was spent not writing avoiding writing because it was too difficult so it was like it was written in, in 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 drips and drops over the period of years. Did you was it, when you got it all out? Was there anything that surprised you about like was there any kind of revelation that you had that you were surprised about? Mm, I honestly can't say that really there was. Um, it was it was just very very hard. <laughs> you yeah, know, I I, yeah. I had a really strong like the, there's a scene in the book you know, spoiler alert, my mom passes away in the course of the book. And there's a scene in the book that I knew I was going to write, which was me going into her room and and spending time with her dead body, which was a, one of the craziest experiences of my life. Very intensely upsetting and strange and, um, you know, unforgettable moment. And I had a sense of, you know, I knew that I had to include that in the book and I knew that I was going to, I had a sense of how I wanted to approach the writing of it, but, you know, I guess it was a surprise, like, how hard, it, much, how even harder it was to do that than I would have anticipated. And I don't even mean, like, the actual writing itself, you know, the the crafting of words, it wasn't, that wasn't the hardest part. It was just simply living through it again. So, um you know, I'm not. I'm not sure that that was a revelation <laughs> per se. Mm-hmm. I will say that when I finally like, and I tried so many things over the years. It was taking so long to write it that it was. I tried so many different goal setting things and uh, like habits and practices and all these different. You know, and nothing was working. And then finally, the last sort of like third to a quarter of it came out in in sort of a very in a big burst and when when i finished the first draft that, that that i just felt like the biggest weight off my shoulders mostly because it was this unfinished project that had been like weighing me down and that i had felt i was getting really depressed about how much i had not done on it for all this time um so that was the biggest thing too and and once the book once i was done with it and the and and it was um you know in the process of being edited in galleys and then being published it sort of felt so free of all the hardship of it it's sort of like Mm. now it's it's i mean i've you know i'll never be able to bear a child as far as we know scientifically but 
I imagine it's similar in some ways to childbirth <laughs> from what women have shared about their experience that, you know, it's this incredibly painful thing, really, really terrible in some cases, like, you know, one of the worst moments of some people's lives in terms of the, the agony and the pain and the difficulty and the hardship. But then once the child is born, of course, it's for most people, they express like the relief and the joy and the, you know, all the other, and the, the rest of it sort of gets wiped away almost. Yeah, it's an so, incredible range of emotion. Yeah, and a be- so just a that, beautiful tribute to your mother as well, writing this book. Uh, um, well, thank you. I mean, that was my big, honestly, that was one of my very biggest goals is to try to pay tribute to her. I think she was an extraordinary woman, and she was extraordinary in some ways because she was so, she, you know, she would describe herself often, and she would use words like simple and ordinary and normal. And I mean, I think that's very true, like, in terms of externals. She was not, you know, she was very quiet and kept her, you know, like didn't wear any kind of, she didn't wear makeup, she didn't wear fancy clothes, she was very, she was a nurse. I mean, it was like this quiet, normal life, but really extraordinary in the, in the sense of how much she was there for other people and how she brought herself to bear in raising us as a single mother, you know, in a in a time when nurses were not paid well. I mean, I, I literally, the older I get and the more I understand about what it means to be an adult in the world, I I just don't know how she did it. It was amazing. So that was one of my biggest hopes is that I could pay tribute to her, you know, and not and not like paint anyone as a saint because no one's a saint, you know, but, you know, try to show her as a human being also, but, um, you know, to honor to honor her and the, and the courage and dignity with which she faced her own imminent death. And, uh, you know, that was very, very powerful for me to, to witness as her son. Oh, well, I think I think you did a beautiful job. Um, well, thank you. Now, if then, okay, I love this production, um, and I, I, being a woman in my single woman in my thirties, living in New York, you know, I can totally relate to Adina's character. Um, how did the opportunity to join this cast come about? Well, I knew Tom Kent and Brian Yorkie, who wrote the score and book and lyrics. Um, I've known them for a long time. We did. A long time ago, Brian had written the, the book and lyrics for a musical that I did a reading of. Tom was the musical director. That's when I first met them. And then a couple years after that, they were doing early an early workshoppy reading of what became Next to Normal, but was at the time Feeling Electric. Okay, and so, yeah. Great point. So I did that with them and, you know, got along great with them. And then when Next to Normal, when Michael Christ came on board as a director, which, which then became – it was – Next to normal is what they ultimately called it, but um, he asked me if I would assist him on on the production of Second Stage when it was off Broadway, and that was a great experience. So I just loved working with them, and of course Michael Greif is my director for Rent, um, and he's remained a friend and collaborator. So uh, a few years ago, when they started working on If Then, they had Adina in mind and they had me in mind, and uh, they when we did the first reading, it was like the fall of eleven, two thousand eleven, and um, they just. You know, I got a call and asked if I would do the reading. You know, just a just it was a very private, workshoppy reading, just literally to learn some music and read the script as it was and see how how it was. I mean, that's these things take a long time to develop. And then over the next over the course of the next three two and a half three years, we did more and more readings and workshops, and then finally we got a production. And then, I mean, all of it was. Heading toward a production, David Stone, our producer, was the one who had been putting it together from the beginning as well with them, with that team, because they had all worked together next to normal. 
Now, this production, like you said, reunited you with Adina Menzel from Rent. How has that been, working with her again? It's just it's just truly dreamy. I mean, all of us in the original mm-hmm. cast, we had such an incredibly galvanizing experience working together, and we went through so much, and we we're forever bonded through that. And so there's this profound trust and connection and that's on and off stage and and you know the nature of the material that we're working on in this case i mean our two characters have this history and connection and love for each other that you know we don't there's no there's no homework that we needed to do for that that was all there to draw on what is your process generally for like getting into your character um i don't have a process it's like it's Mm -hmm. The material, I, I really like for the material to tell me what it is. So it, and I, how it does that is I just sort of dive in and try stuff. And I have ideas and notions and, you know, technical things that I want to attempt or whatever. But it's really from working it and working with my fellow actors and my director and everybody that we that it comes into clearer, clearer focus. And so it sort of depends on what's required in any given project, what the process would become but it's really trying to let it doing whatever I can to open myself for the material to imprint itself on me and you know that that I and the material bond together and create this character that only I can create in the way that I do because I'm me and if you play the character you'd create your own version of the character because that's just the way that it is now a big theme in this musical is fate what's meant to happen versus you know statistics percentages I mean, I left the show really thinking about fate myself, and it gave me, like, a new impression of what fate is. And I was wondering if you had any, you know, any of that, if any of that happened to you, like it changed your idea of fate or what you thought about it. Well, I'm, I I tend to be sort of, I mean, I'm not like a student of Zen philosophy, but my understanding is I, of, of Eastern philosophies is sort of rudimentary as it is. That's sort of how I tend to approach life is that, you know, I try to make myself available to opportunities and whatever will be, will be, but I make choices and I, you know, make, have a clear sense of what's important to me, but recognizing also that, that life is chaotic and crazy things can happen at any time to anyone. And you never know. I mean, my mom, for instance, was very, you know, she took really good care of herself. She didn't smoke. She didn't drink. She didn't, she ate pretty well. She was never overweight you know, she all the things, and, and then she died of cancer, you know, so we can only, there's only so much we can control on the rest of sort of, and I don't know if, whether it's like capital S fate or circumstance or destiny or whatever it is, I don't, I almost don't need to know. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter to me in the end of what determines these things, but I mean, it's, it is pretty interesting sometimes to look back and think like, well, yeah, that, that particular literal small seeming detail of my life actually led to something that transformed my life. So you just never know. And I mean, I, I, I stand with the themes of the musical in terms of that, like literally you never know. And what you can do is put one foot in front of the other and live your life with an open heart and open mind and, you know, be true to yourself as much as you know how to be. And, and then life will reveal itself to you. Oh, so well put. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I couldn't agree more. It's so well put. Um, if then's run, ending its run on March 22nd, are are you sad? Or are you ready to move on to something new? Um, how I you mean, I, I'm uh, the whole experience has been such a bonus round 
experience. Like, mm-hmm. So it's I'm just grateful for the time that we've had. And, you know, I think Adina absolutely deserves to go on her world concert tour. I mean, she's had one of the most extraordinary last couple of years of anyone I've ever known, like knowing them personally or not, in terms of the amount of incredible experiences and success she's had. So she should absolutely. go do that. And, you know, it would be, I think it would be at this point kind of strange to try to run the show in New York without her. I think that would be weird. So I think it's the right decision to not even attempt that, to offer us all to go out on a, on a high note because the audiences have been great since, especially since we announced closing. And they're going to continue, especially I think in the last couple of weeks, they're going to, it's probably going to be like a, you know, roof shaking experience, you know, for her, which, which deserves to be. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for the time we've had, and I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't mind a little downtime sometimes, especially after all these years in the business. Like, I appreciate my downtime because <laughs> eight shows mm-hmm. a week I love doing, but it is a grind also. So it'll be nice. Oh, you know, sure. my uh, one of the conversations I was I'm a huge baseball fan, and I've been to like 14 of the 30 parks, and so one of the conversations I was actually having. Oh, when, wow. um, Earlier today was is with my friend that we're we're organizing the other sixteen trips this summer. So like it's a great chance for me to do something that I've this like bucket list thing to do. You know, uh-huh. so I'm just so I'm I'm grateful that I have the uh, the kind of life where I can take that time and and do that. Are you are you, are you are uh, you Yankees or Mets? <laughs> no, Cubs. Cubs fan. I'm from. Oh, I'm from okay, Chicago, okay. So. All right, you're from Chicago. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, but, I mean, I'm gonna, but I'll, to, I'll be going to see all the all the different ball games this, this summer. So right, very cool. That that sounds like a great summer trip. Um, before we go, uh, it's almost time to go, but I want to play a game called Speed Through, where we have 60 seconds to get through as many questions as possible. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Morning or night person? Night. One show you could see over and over again. Oh, wow. Uh wow! I'm sorry. I'm taking a very long time. <laughs> wow! You can say skip. <laughs> no, I mean there's the shows that I love, but taking too long to answer two questions. That's terrible. Over and over. What, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. We'll skip. We'll skip. But it has to be good. It has to be a good production, though. But I mean, yeah, if it's course. a good production, I could probably see West Side Story many times. If it's you know, it has to be good. What's playing on your iPod? Uh, the National is one of my favorite bands. Finish the sentence. How do you document real life when? Well, am I quoting the lyric? Uh-huh. That's getting more like fiction <laughs> each day. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Fallon. Decisively. Uh, one role you haven't played yet that's on your wish list. The MC and Cabaret. When times are tough, do you still sing the babysitting blues? Probably not so much. <laughs> Give me a line for Miss Ben. Wow. You learn to live without. One thing you'd like to tell your 15-year-old self. 15-year-old self, so that's when I was doing it next to babysitting. Um, uh, have more fun. Mm. That's 60 seconds. Awesome job. Uh, go check out If Then on Broadway through March 22nd. Fabulous show, so heartwarming, such big talent. And, Anthony, 
Thank you so much for being here today. Come back to the show anytime. If you want to find out what Anthony's up to, you can follow him on Twitter at AlbinoKid. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to find out more about our upcoming guests, visit us at Twitter at Erica Finn. See you next week. You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. 